know, have an opportunity to have a higher power come into their life. I would never have found that, I don't believe, if it wasn't for Alcoholics Anonymous and the men and women in the rooms. When I do get jammed up during the day, my sponsor always says, use the ACE card. And for a long time, I kept having to ask him, what's the ACE card again? And he said, that's prayer. Bill and Bob, two guys who met, because he picked up the phone at the Mayflower Hotel. He made the call one after another until he found somebody. So, you know, we all know the story of him walking across town. You know, we're gonna find a way to stay sober if that's what we want. Welcome to the Daily Reflection Podcast with your hosts, Michael L. and Lee M. On this podcast, we try to provide inspiration through interviews with members of the recovery community, through the lens of the Daily Reflection book, each day, a new inspirational passage, and a conversation with someone from the recovery community. Today on the show, Matt F. from Sanibel Island, Florida. Matt shares on the concept of It Works. Before we get to the show, I'd like to ask a favor. If you're listening on a podcast network like Apple or Google, and you have the ability to give a rating, I would greatly appreciate it. Lee would greatly appreciate it. It's going to do a couple of things. It's going to give us feedback and let us know what you think of the show, but it's also going to help us in the ratings, help us be found by more people. Podcast episodes that get high ratings appear higher in the searches when people look for things like Daily Reflection. We truly would appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy this episode. Hey, Lee, how are you? It's uh, it's March 1st today. What do we got going on? Good morning, Mike. Well, I'm super excited today. We have with us Matt F. from Sanibel Island, Florida. And I don't know if you remember, but we had CCB on the show on January 31st. So this is CC's brother. Oh, he's, terrific. He's here to share with us on It Works. Fantastic. Well, Matt, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you on the show. Well, thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to being here today. We get the podcast started in the same way every day. We ask the guest to read the Daily Reflection for today. Do you have that handy? I do. Uh, Daily Reflections for March 1st. It worked. It really does. Alcoholics Anonymous, page 88. When I got sober, I initially had faith only in the program of Alcoholics Anonymous. Desperation and fear kept me sober, and maybe a caring and or tough sponsor helped. Faith in a higher power came much later. This faith came slowly at first after I began listening to others share at meetings about their experience, experience that I had never faced sober, but that they were facing with strength from a higher power. Out of their sharing came hope that I too would and could get a higher power. In time, I learned that a higher power, a faith that works under all conditions, is possible. Today, this faith plus honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness to work the steps of the program gives me the serenity that I seek. It works. It really does. Thanks. That's awesome. I'm curious, Matt, did you feel that desperation and fear that it talks about here in the Daily Reflection when you first came in? I did. Desperation, fear, and confusion. I tried to stop and drink in many different ways, and none of them really worked. And then I came into Alcoholics Anonymous and they talked about the first step and something clicked, like a light bulb went off. It made sense, the powerlessness and the unmanageability. And I put those two together and I saw that where my drinking and drugs had taken me was, uh, I found some hope, I guess. I guess I wasn't unique. Did you struggle with the concept of a higher power? I did. And it's kind of funny that, uh, Today's reading is one that really rings a bell for me. I was at uh, a meeting early in sobriety, 
And uh, my sponsor at the time pulled me aside and said, if you have a problem with the God thing, a higher power, just use the group. And I can still remember that day. And uh, eventually I, I thought of good orderly direction and a group of drunks. And it really worked. You know, seeing other people getting sober, hearing their story, hearing them share. I mean, that uniqueness just disappeared. But it took me going to meetings and being part of to really hear it and understand mm-hmm. it. Has that concept of higher power changed for you over the years? Because you've got, you said, 30 years now. Yes. Yes, it has. And uh, I was trying to think when it did change. We've talked about the second step the last month. And uh, here we are in the third month. And uh, you know, I'm proud to say that um, I listened to others and they talked about uh, getting on their knees in the morning when they got up having a power greater than themselves. And the program worked and my sponsor worked and, and the fellowship worked, but at some point it just didn't. And again, I shared with others and a friend of mine gave me a book of daily spiritual reading. And uh, I started reading that and just trusting. And today I do have a higher power. So 30 years ago, what was happening in your life that caused you to, to seek sobriety or recovery? I had been to Alcoholics Anonymous earlier to uh, get my parents off my back. I had friends who had gone to AA, and um, I had done something which I didn't know there was a name for it until I got to my first meeting, and someone called it a geographical cure. Uh, I joined the Marine Corps when I was 17 years old. After the Marines, uh, I moved to Colorado, and then I moved to Vermont, to New York. And the thing that I found once I got to AA and and listened to others was that I wasn't unique. A lot of people did that. And what they kept saying is we take ourselves and our problems with us. You know, the environment might change. uh, The location's going to be different. You're going to meet different people. But I kept having the same problems. And a lot of those problems, the time just got shorter and shorter. And I couldn't figure it out. And, you know, I went to AA the first time just to get my parents off my back. And I heard that first step and I knew that that's where I belonged. But I got to meetings late. I left early. I wasn't part of and uh, I ended up picking up. So four months later, uh, after being really beat up, I was about to lose my job, actually, working in Manhattan. And um I knew about AA and I had a phone number from the very first meeting I went to. I probably lived in three different places and uh, I called that number and it was a Sunday and he came and picked me up and he took me to um, a hospital uh, in New Jersey. Actually, it was a town I grew up in and uh, I spent Christmas there 1990 and uh, meetings were brought in. Uh, We had um, a detox that was connected with the, with the, uh, Mountainside Hospital detox, and I went to the 28-day program, and I got plugged in, and and I saw the things that I hadn't done. This the story was still the same. People were not drinking. Their lives were getting better, and they were following the steps. You know, they were part of Alcoholics Anonymous, and um, when I got out, they welcomed me and they told me where they were going, and. You know, I got plugged in, I got involved, and uh, I met guys like myself, and that was one of the best things that happened to me. What about your family? What kind of support did you get early on in your recovery? I bet your parents were relieved. They were relieved. 
they knew I had a problem early on. And when I went to Alcoholics Anonymous the first time, they didn't know I had started drinking again. I'd moved out of the house and uh, I wasn't coming back and visiting as much. And I wasn't around to help. And uh, they were on their way to move to Florida, actually. And uh, when I called them that day, uh, I was supposed to go over and help them load up the truck and uh, pack some boxes. And I called from the hospital. My mother uh, has a journal and she's been keeping a journal for about 25 years. Uh, no, probably since 1985. And uh, I read it today, actually. I was over there with my mom and I saw the 1990 and I pulled it down. And uh, she said uh, in the uh, December 25th, it's going to be a, a glorious Christmas. And uh, I couldn't I couldn't read the whole um, the whole passage, uh, but there was you know there was hope there. And uh, to see her now, 30 years plus, and uh, you know she knows I'm in the program. She knows the people in the program. She's very happy for me and my sister. Uh, CC, as, as you both met, we go to meetings daily, um, a Zoom meeting that uh, we're able to do. She's in Punta Vigia, Florida. I'm in Sanibel, Florida, but we get to see each other. We talk every day. She's one of the closest people to me. And uh, she came to that uh, detox, and I remember seeing her, and just the love was there. Part of her story is coming my 90-day celebration. She came to support. I think she got a lot out of it. And she got herself uh, plugged into Alcoholics Anonymous, and uh, she's she's uh, she's a very special person. You see this quite a bit in the program, siblings both in in recovery or multiple siblings from the same family. Do you think? What do you think about the the gene and and the heredity factor of of addiction? You know, I uh, I'm saved because the American Medical Association said that we have a disease. So when I meet new people and I tell them about the program and they're a little bit hesitant, you know, I, I say that we have a disease. I, I kind of use that as a door opener that, you know, there's, it's not, there's anything wrong with us. We're not bad people. There's just something chemically wrong with us that when we take a drink or a drug that we can't stop. And, um, you know, my mom told me early on, my grandparents both died. Her parents both died of alcoholism. And she said that there was a good chance that uh, I had the gene. She thinks it skipped a generation but for her. But uh, I know that um, Alcoholics Anonymous answered a lot of questions and helped me in a lot of ways. And I know that I was an alcoholic. Once I started, I couldn't stop. Um, I think the recovery in families is special. And I think that we're all affected differently. I uh, embrace, you know, anybody who, who wants to be in this program. When I do see somebody whose sister or brother is in the program or someone's father or their mother, I think it's really special because they're in the recovery community. You know, they're working on recovery, trying to live a better life. And like this reading, you know, have an opportunity to have a higher power come into their life. I would never have found that, I don't believe, if it wasn't for Alcoholics Anonymous and the men and women in the rooms. It's great. I think that too, it allows for a special kind of a relationship when two people are in recovery, you know, siblings, you know, cause you're, you're speaking the same language of the heart. You know. We support each other. You know, we also uh, grew up together. So we also, we know the triggers and what upsets each other. And when those come up, um, we can help each other with them. 
our brother came to visit us recently and Cece's husband, uh, Ed, is in the program. And, you know, I kept thinking about how it was going to affect me and what was going to happen to me. And Ed said, you know, what do you think it's for David that you and Cece are both in the program? You know, how will that affect him? And I was glad he said that because I was able to get out of myself and look at maybe how he was going to see the two of us. How, how does working in the third step look for you in your program today? How does higher powers show up as a resource for you today? I've heard uh, people talk about their higher power. They've talked about the footsteps in the sand poem. I've also heard that people say, who moved, you or God? You know, God is always with us. So some of those things have, have resonated with me. But but for me, I have a sponsor uh, who, one of his sayings is, just because you didn't do it today doesn't mean you can't do it tomorrow. And if I didn't pray in the beginning, you know, he says, today you can pray. And I really have seen the benefits of it. I have to be honest with you. Um, I pray for people who I work with. I pray for my friends. Um, if I feel that I may have a resentment over somebody or am I angry about something, I pray for them that they may have the peace that I'm looking for. And I guess it's getting out of myself, but it seems to work. I, I don't have as many troubles when I get away and out of myself and pray for others. It seems to work. So I've been doing it pretty regularly. I also look at my character defects, uh, my shortcomings, and I, and I try to think about things that I want to work on and to be a better person. And those are in my prayers. When I do get jammed up during the day, um, my sponsor always says, use the ACE card. And for a long time, I kept having to ask him, well, what's the ace card again? And he said, that's prayer. So um, it's, it's in my life today. When I choose to use prayer, um, I'm in a better place. So I try to get in a regular habit. We've got folks that are listening in that may not understand what's going on in their life. Maybe they've, they're, they're reaching a desperate point and are looking for options in recovery. What, what would you tell the newcomer? Well, we, we do have some newcomers. It, it's interesting that we thought when the meetings were, were, were gone, we couldn't meet anymore uh, because of the pandemic and Zoom came up. Would we, would we find newcomers? And fortunately, there are newcomers coming to the Zoom meetings. It, it's great. We have uh, uh, some people who have never been to a live meeting, some that have uh, over 90 days. And I have a friend that's uh, coming up on two months. I just tell them to hang in there. You know, I, I try to share my experience, strength, and hope and what worked for me and listen to him what he is going through. Um, and, I, and I've gotten away from uh, banging uh, AA down someone's throat. You know, I think it's more important to just to be able to listen and then to share how I stayed sober today and how to, you know, be a better person. And, it, and it's great because a couple of these people are maybe on a pink cloud, but they, they love the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, even if it's through Zoom. That's contagious for me. And you can hear the, the truth in people. I've met people before that were maybe like me the first time I came in. Just, you know, the judge sent them there or just trying to keep the lid on things. I can only share my experience, strength, and hope. And, and, and you know, that's what I try to do today. You know, we, we suggest to newcomers that service is a really great thing to get into right away if we're trying to stay sober. 
but we're in the middle of a pandemic right now. So it's hard to put up chairs and make coffee. What are your suggestions for, for newcomers that might be looking for opportunities to be of service? Well, I think the two of you are both doing service in this pandemic. Um, so there is opportunities out there. Um, we don't have the, the chairs, the ashtrays, the brooms, the greeters, which is, which is kind of tough. But people are hosting meetings. And in our group, we've rotated the hosting. And we're trying to get more people involved in doing the readings. A lot of groups are, uh, are starting up that are doing book meetings. Um, they're reading the big book or they're doing the 12 and 12. And they're just trying to bring in the newcomers and you know, make them feel comfortable. And one of the things is no one knows how long this pandemic is. You know, we didn't know how it was going to start. And we're all hoping it is going to end. Um, you both probably know that there are outdoor meetings. And we have a meeting that meets on Tuesdays outdoor. And uh, my friend Ben, who's uh, less than uh, two months, he comes to that. And he says how important that is to see people and to be part of the group. So I think that we're resilient people. You know, we found a way to drink and drug. If we want to, we're going to find a way to stay sober and we're going to find a way to help other people. And it's just amazing. It's something new every day. And I look forward to it. I, I don't think uh, we're done yet. You know, we're just going to keep growing. Bill and Bob, two guys, you know, who met. And because uh, he picked up the phone at the Mayflower Hotel and uh, he made the call one after another till he found somebody. And, uh, you know, we all know the story of him walking across town and, uh, you know, we're going to find a way to stay sober if that's what we want. Anything else you want to tell the audience before we wrap? No, I just want to thank you both uh, for giving me an opportunity to talk about this. And, and, and there are no coincidences. This, um, this reading you know, uh, when CC heard the date, she laughed and uh, it, it really tells my story and it brings back the person who I was when I came into these rooms and maybe what I was capable of understanding. But the longer we stick around, you know, the better we'll become and, you know, the more opportunities we'll find in different ways. And, you know, I'm not the same person I was six years ago or six months ago. And hopefully, you know, in six months or six years, I won't be the same person today. And, um, you know, recovery, it, it means a lot to me, as I've said, with CC in the program and my brother-in-law and the friends that I have today. It's all due to Alcoholics Anonymous. So I, I thank you for letting me share for a few minutes on that. Thank you for being willing to come and share with us. Beautiful story. And um I see why Cece said we had to have you on the show. You're both amazing people. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Lee. All right. Well, thanks very much. Truly appreciate your time. Thank you, Michael. Thanks to Matt for stopping by today, for sharing his experience, strength, and hope. Thanks to you, the listeners. Greatly appreciate your support. If you want to find us online, you can join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash daily reflection podcast. You can find us on Twitter at daily reflector. We also write about recovery on our blog at blog.dailyreflectionpodcast.com. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day.